Welcome to Nursing Education Insights, an Elsevier podcast for nursing instructors, keeping you in the know with the latest in the field as we talk with leading nursing education experts on the key issues that matter to you. In today's episode, we are thrilled to have our host, Daniela Comte, engage with the Osmosis nursing team. Osmosis provides students with the right study techniques to retain, understand, and study more efficiently. We are excited to have Shivka Glani, the co-founder and CEO of Osmosis.org, and a medical student at Johns Hopkins, and also a host of the Raise the Line podcast, exploring how to improve health and healthcare with prominent figures and pioneers in healthcare innovation. Alongside Shiv, we welcome his esteemed colleagues, Maria Fromer, Kelsey Lafayette, and Liz Lucas. Maria has been with Elsevier for over 20 years and is currently the Director of Nursing Education at Osmosis with a PhD in Adult Education and is a DNP prepared APN who is a seasoned FNP who is passionate about improving the landscape of healthcare through empowerment and engagement. Kelsey has been a nurse for 12 years and a nurse practitioner for one year, with experience in clinical education of new graduate nurses and nursing students. She is a content manager for nursing at Osmosis from Elsevier. Liz is an experienced nurse and nurse educator and obtained her EDD from Bryan College of Health Sciences in 2023. Liz is passionate about increasing nursing education accessibility through the use of technology and joined Osmosis from Elsevier in 2021 as the Senior Content Manager for Nursing. Without further ado. Welcome, welcome to the Elsevier's Nursing Education Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Daniela Kahn, Senior Director of Product Marketing for Elsevier's Nursing and Health Professions Education Portfolio. Today, I am so delighted to be joined by several of my colleagues on the Osmosis team, Shiv, Maria, Liz, and Kelsey. Welcome all. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So Shiv, our audience may or may not be familiar with osmosis. So can you kind of give us a little sense about what osmosis is specifically, your background and how and why you founded the company and developed osmosis videos? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having us. It's been a real pleasure getting to know the Elsevier folks and especially the, the nursing and health education team because there's so much cultural overlap and uh, mission overlap as well. So uh, I started Osmosis with my co-founder, Ryan, when we were medical students at Johns Hopkins a decade ago. And really, the impetus for starting it was to make learning more fun and efficient. You know, we were uh, avid users of YouTube, which was getting popular around that time in early the early 2010s, and realized that so many of our classmates were not really attending these one-hour, two-hour lectures, and they wanted something more fun and engaging and efficient like short-form YouTube videos. Khan Academy, for example, was getting pretty popular at the time too. And so we wanted to bring that as well as a bunch of other evidence-based learning techniques like testing effect, spaced repetition, um, the Baker-Baker paradox, there's a whole bunch of them to learning medicine, which also would apply to learning nursing. Uh, And so we left med school, we scared the bejesus out of our parents uh, in the process and started building what eventually would become Osmosis, which we named Osmosis for two reasons that provide context. The first is that everyone wants to learn by Osmosis anyways. They want learning to be efficient and they want to sleep with their head in the textbook and have knowledge just diffuse into their heads. And so we were like, let's make this a magical experience with a lot of, you know, 
automated recommendations and push notifications based on what you're learning, all that stuff. And the second is that we realized as students that knowledge wasn't just going from teacher to student, but between students. Students were teaching each other. And I think a lot of your listeners probably can relate to that. And so we developed a crowdsourcing platform where students could collaborate, which is also core to osmosis. And then we recruited the team that used to run Khan Academy Health and Medicine. They joined us and we started building what would eventually become our most popular set of uh, features at Osmosis, which are our videos. We have over 2,000 of these videos. And a lot of the comments we were getting on these videos on YouTube were from our nursing colleagues, nursing students, nursing faculty. And that's when we decided we should start investing in building out Osmosis Nursing and are very fortunate to have been able to recruit Kelsey, Liz and Maria, who I know you'll be hearing from very soon. Excellent. So you talked a little bit about the core methodology. Why do you think that videos are just more ubiquitous in education, regardless of healthcare uh, space programs? Because obviously medical school is different than nursing schoolship. Like, why do you think that it's it resonates with with students? Well, yeah, I think a lot of people will say they're visual learners, um, which I think uh, the learning styles has been debunked, but learning preferences. Certainly people prefer to learn in certain ways. And I think they say a picture is worth a thousand words. I think a video is worth 10,000 words because you're able to get so much interesting content that's not only entertaining, right? The line between education and entertainment has been blurring, as we've seen from a lot of other platforms. Just look at a Netflix documentary, for example. And so if we're able to kind of take a 60-minute lecture, which is slides, very text-heavy generally, and turn it into something that just literally comes to life, that has sound effects, that shows you how the heart you know, exists in 3D when you're trying to inc- interpret an electrocardiogram, for example, it just clicks better for a lot of students. Plus, because it's recorded video, students can go back and rewind and they can um, uh, pause and make sure that they truly understand it. And then clearly we've developed thousands and thousands of questions that you know fully assess whether somebody understands that video. So osmosis is about multimodal learning. Video is just how we get a lot of people into the door. Excellent. I love that in terms of talking about multimodal learning. And we've heard a lot about from our, you know, educational students in nursing. So given Shiv's core methodology, Maria, um, since you are an expert in the nursing field, given your subject matter expertise, what, why were you drawn uh, to the osmosis videos? And why do you think it's such a good fit and framework for nursing education specifically? Uh, my interest in osmosis was originally peaked when my nursing students began using it. Uh, to study for their exams and for boards. And I was seeing uh, that they were grasping the material better on their exams. And then they were also very interested in the product at the nurse practitioner level. And then I started to look into it and I was initially drawn to osmosis's like the innovative educational methodology, like the approach to learning. A, it is fun, as Shiv said, and also... Um, the focus on uh, active recall and space repetition is something that I had been trying to say to my students, you know, study in small chunks, get that down pat so it builds off of, you know, your knowledge base. It aligns really remarkably with the principles of effective nursing education. So it really was a good segue to go from the med ed to the nursing because nursing requires such a strong foundation in retaining vast amounts of information. Um, and osmosis's methodology has really been proven to really enhance the uh, learning because of the um, the uh, retention that ha- happens when the student watches the videos and engages in the questions that are associated with the videos. 
That's fantastic. And I love how you've taken that methodology and applied that to, to nursing education, that it's very good. Fit. We know that students learn best, right, when in terms of space repetition. And there is, like you said, there's such a content saturation in all of healthcare education, particularly nursing. So this really helps with the, that content saturation, I would imagine, as well. So Liz, let me bounce over to you. Can you talk to me a little bit about your origin story and how you came to know osmosis, please? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And thank you so much again for having us today. We're really excited to be here and get to talk to you both. I started with osmosis in 2021. Prior to that, I had been a bedside nurse for a number of years. I also taught in a pre-licensure nursing degree program. Um, it was associate's degree in nursing program. And then a relocation of my family resulted in us moving and me having to leave that job. I was searching for something that was gonna be a good fit given my family. I have two young kids and I kind of stumbled across this job listing to work for osmosis. And I was thinking to myself, I hadn't really heard of osmosis before. And I was looking more into the company and seeing if it was going to be a fit for what I needed and for what my desires were to go into next into my career. And through that, I was watching a number of the videos and discovering that I, in fact, was familiar with osmosis. I, in fact, had been taking some of the free osmosis videos that you can find on YouTube and embedding those into my classroom, into some of the prep work. Um, certainly had found them valuable then when I was using in the classroom. Uh, and really what I liked so much about them was the freedom it gave me as a faculty member to do kind of what I wanted to in the classroom. Because I found that instead of assigning chapters to read as preparation and pharmacology, as an example, is um, one of the things I was teaching most recently, if we were watching a video, the students tended to come to class better prepared than when I had assigned a chapter. Perhaps some of them had read the chapter, some of them hadn't, some of them had never even cracked that spine of that textbook. But when I assign these videos and videos like Osmosis that are friendly and approachable and really valuable and just filled with important information, then suddenly the students could come to class and we could activate the classroom. We could scramble it, we could flip it, we could do something like a case study. We could even go into the sim lab and practice some things because I found that they were more likely to be on the same page with that baseline knowledge. That's so fantastic. Finding something that engages your students so that you can really engage them more actively when you're in person is, is so important, I can imagine, as an educator. So that's fantastic insight. So Kelsey, tell me a little bit about your expertise and you know why osmosis do you think is, is, is resonating with, with students in nursing education? Thanks, Danielle. So I have been a nurse for 12 years and a nurse practitioner for one year. And in all those years of being a nurse, I worked at the bedside in a variety of different settings, med surgery, ER, etc. I did a lot of precepting. Some new nurses that have just graduated and were just hired, but mostly nursing students who were just kind of doing rounds in different clinical areas. And I just found that a lot of them were having difficulty applying their knowledge from like their didactic teaching into clinical practice. And so I really just love that osmosis helps to bridge that gap. 
I love that we also provide a, a different way of learning. So instead of just reading a textbook, kind of like Liz said, there's a lot of students that aren't going to crack the binding of that textbook. They want something different. So providing them a different learning modality that might work for them with the videos, the movable illustrations, the colors was something I was really excited about that would help them learn in a different way. But one of the biggest things that I really love is that we provide in our nursing videos, you know, some really hard knowledge. For example, pyelonephritis. We'll define what pyelonephritis is. We'll tell you, you know, kind of the pathology of why it happens. And that's great. But when you get to the bedside and you're taking care of a patient with pyelonephritis, if you can tell them what pyelonephritis is word for word from you know, a textbook definition, that's great, but it doesn't really help you take care of your patient. So in our videos, we like to kind of bridge that gap by being like, okay, here's all this background knowledge you need to know on a concept. And then here's how you're going to take that knowledge and apply it. So if you use the pyelonephritis example, after we've explained it, we'll say, okay, so now we really want you to make sure you're assessing your patient's pain, assessing them for fever, monitor their intake and output, and then anticipate that you're going to be giving IV antibiotics. And if you are giving IV antibiotics, here's what to look for when you're giving them to them. So that was something that got me really excited where we can help bridge this gap, really get new nurses or even existing nurses really comfortable using their knowledge in clinical practice. That's terrific because, of course, you don't need to just spell verbatim, you know, what you're learning, like you said, from a didactic uh, content, you need to apply that, right? You need to be able to bridge that gap from education to practice, which is so important for, for new nurses and, and to your point, Kelsey, too, for existing nurses as well. So that's really, that's really terrific. So let's shift into talking about some key implementation strategies. So we have a lot of educators here on the call and listening. Um, so would love to hear from either you, Maria, Liz, or Kelsey and regards to what are some of your best key actionable strategies and how you would incorporate, you've alluded to a few of these, how would you incorporate osmosis to complement classroom learning? I'm happy to start with that and then I'll pass it over uh, to whoever wants to I love go that. next. Thanks, Shiv. I've been um, very fortunate to have worked with, I think now osmosis has over 250 institutions, medical, nursing, PA, pharmacy, dentistry, you know, also veterinary even that learn by osmosis or teach by osmosis. And, you know, I think a lot of the things I've learned over the course of those implementations um, are how important collaboration is between faculty and students. And again, that's one of the core things osmosis has worked on developing. And so, you know, for example, when we form a partnership, we have both student ambassadors who we bring onto the platform. Actually, it was just right before this on a call with a bunch of our health leadership innovators and, and nursing student ambassadors who are really important because a lot of, as I said, a lot of students learn from each other and they respect their opinions of older upperclassmen. And so that's an important piece whenever we work with the school is trying to get student buy-in. Oftentimes we already have it because they've learned about us through our YouTube channel or some Instagram channel or something else. And then faculty, there's often some faculty uh, ambassadors, too, who know about the evidence-based techniques that Maria, Liz, and Kelsey all described as well. And being able to partner with them for one or two or three of their courses, actually work with them on their curricula. We have some wonderful teammates at Osmosis who work with faculty to figure out what are their syllabus and then where can an Osmosis video or question series fit in. We can develop playlists for them. And so those are just two examples of getting both student and faculty kind of buy-in and support 
Um, one last piece I'll share is we're very evidence-based, as mentioned. We've published about 20 research papers. And so one of the benefits of partnering with Osmosis we found and we offer to our partners is the ability to work with us on research projects. And um, we have in-house researchers who can help with that. And then we we constantly strive to get better. So hopefully the research shows that it's working in terms of student performance. But if it doesn't for some reason, then we want to know why and then continue to improve the product. And so I'll pass it over to one of my colleagues next who can share from their experience how it's implemented. That's really fantastic. And I love how you have a continuous feedback loop with the research to really ensure that this is not only engaging students, but is efficacious in, in ensuring that they are able to, you know, apply and, and learn these, these hard and difficult concepts. So that's really fantastic. So Maria, our nursing educators, obviously they want remediation is a huge thing, right? It's not just ensuring that the students are coming to class, learning the information, but what if they are may not be getting a concept or something? How would you deploy osmosis, maybe in a remediation scenario? <laughs> You're speaking to my heart. That was the my dissertation topic was on HESI remediation and what methods helped uh, increase outcomes in HESI predictor exams. My suggestion with osmosis would be, whether it be the student or the faculty, and that's the beauty of uh, osmosis, is the student can create a playlist or the faculty member can create a playlist. Then it would recommend that the student watch the videos prior to the lecture, attend the lecture, answer questions related to the video prior to their exam. So the playlist, so for example, if you have cardiovascular on your coming upcoming exam and you have uh, the cardiovascular videos, then you can just answer the questions that are associated with uh, the exam questions. And then go back to when you're when you get your quiz results, go back to the areas needing improvement, create another quiz with our quiz builder, and then just, you know, just keep remediating that way. That's what I would suggest. Liz, what do you think? I was going to say something uh, similar to that, Maria. I like that with osmosis, there can be a lot of student-directed learning as well because they can pull in some of those pieces. Like in an ideal world, wouldn't it be amazing if our students from the moment they entered our nursing programs retained all of that information to the day they graduated and beyond? Like what a dream come true. Um, and if there's a student who can do that in a program that's accomplished that, let me know because I need to learn more about that. But we live in reality where certainly students are in a time crunch. Um, they're working other jobs. They have families. They have so many other responsibilities and they haven't been able to retain just every piece of information from the time they start to the time they finished. And as much as we tell them, like, you're going to need to remember this anatomy, even whenever you get to your last semester, you're going to need to remember this fundamentals information, even as you're about to graduate, that doesn't always happen 100%. But with osmosis, you're able to pull in those pieces and either as a instructor-led activity or a student-led or really student-centric. So the student can identify themselves. You know what? I know we're talking about congestive heart failure, but oh boy, do I need a review on just like the anatomy of the heart or the electrical signals or whatever the case may be. So let me go in myself and go pull in those pieces, search for the videos that osmosis has and build myself this piece of learning that I need to kind of put all of the pieces together that I need. That's excellent advice. And 
Kelsey, I would love to understand from your perspective what some implementation strategies and maybe also speaking to preparation for NCLEX because nursing students are so fixated on ensuring that they're, of course, not only practice ready, but they have that hurdle that they have to get over is that the NCLEX, the licensure exam. So maybe speaking to some of your implementation tips and maybe specifically also about NCLEX would be lovely. Yeah, great. I'm actually going to leave the NCLEX to Liz because she is our NCLEX question guru. But um, as far as implementation strategies, I just want to kind of reemphasize basically what Maria and Liz have already said is that it can be really student driven, but also faculty driven if they're trying to understand a difficult concept or need to go through some specific remediation. And what's really great about our videos is, yeah, we break down things. So like we're kind of taking it step by step, you know, here's the anatomy of the heart. Here's how it normally works. Here's what happens in heart failure. But if that one video, um, just like you're just, it's too much, it's too large of a concept to handle. We've got lots of other videos where here's a video on just the anatomy of the heart. Like if that's really what you're struggling with, or if you're really struggling with how blood pressure is regulated, we have a video just on that. Um, so you can kind of break down your learning to focus on what is difficult within a more broad concept. And we also have things, you know, like high yield notes, like if you want to download them and you're more of like a reader and like the video is just not doing it for you right now, we have things like that. And that leads in really well to, we also have really great NCLEX style questions that are tied to most all of our nursing questions now, which Liz can correct me if I'm wrong, but can really help test knowledge and understanding. That's fantastic, Kelsey. I love how you're talking about content chunking for students to kind of identify those specific pieces because it can be overwhelming for them. So we've talked a little bit about implementation strategies as it relates to incorporating this into the classroom, student-directed learning, incorporating this from instructors. Students also have that very important hurdle, which is their licensure exam, Liz, before they go into clinical practice. So can you talk to me a little bit about how we students and instructors as well alike can incorporate osmosis videos in order to prep for that ever-important exam? For sure. Because I find it so important, even though there's this big end of program licensure exam, and it is a barrier to entry into the workforce for so many of our students, but it's ultimately also not the end goal. Truly, the end goal is to create a safe practicing nurse who's caring and empathetic and ready to learn forever and ever. So in preparing a student for that, they also have to pass the NCLEX. And those really can work together. One of the benefits is that osmosis is not necessarily trying to replace anything. Like so many resources are available to students and that's a beautiful and amazing thing. And these resources can all work together. So the textbook is so beneficial. The faculty are central, most important thing sometimes to a student's education. Like the faculty and the importance that the faculty play in getting students to take the knowledge that they're gaining and actually be able to apply it, that can't be replaced by anything, by any single resource. The osmosis videos and then certainly the osmosis questions can help to prepare a student for that NCLEX exam. Part of it is just exposure to a bunch of different questions. Like we know that the science says that that helps to prepare a student for the NCLEX exam, but we also are very big on um, 
formative assessment, but also teaching through questions. Like, I think that's probably my favorite thing about our questions is that they're not meant to just test your own understanding, but really through that, let's get you to also understand why you got that right, because sometimes you don't know, or why you got that question wrong. And through that um, supplemental information with the question, we have like the major takeaway as well as rationales for all of our options, because students can really learn through testing themselves. That's fantastic. I love teaching and learning through questioning because as you pointed out, it's really important for them to apply it and then try and understand if they were maybe confidently wrong on something and why that might be the case of those rationales and and really understanding that is so important for, for students in confidently preparing for NCLEX. And then of course, clinical practice. So it was also a gorgeous transition into talking about osmosis videos that are now available in our select Sherpath collection. So Maria, I would love for you to talk about how we're so excited to integrate these osmosis videos to complement SharePath learning. So just wanted to talk a little bit about how you would leverage the assets within SharePath and why osmosis is such a fantastic fit for our SharePath courseware solution. Thanks, Danielle. I'm actually uh, sitting here thinking what a neat world this is because when SharePath was first uh, being developed, I was actually a subject matter expert for a few uh, modules in SharePath. So this integration with the osmosis is really uh, surreal for me. Anyway, the integration of the osmosis content into select SharePath collections is really exciting. Like I said, having been a subject matter expert uh, when SharePath was first created and then having utilized it extensively in my teaching and learning, I've done uh, student and faculty development as well with this particular, with SharePath. Uh, I can see there's like tremendous uh, potential in collaborating. It's just amazing. SharePath, as most most on the call will probably know or on the podcast, it's an adaptive learning platform, and it's really been a really invaluable tool for nursing education because it allows the student to progress at their own pace, uh, you know, adapting to their needs as you go. And then with the osmosis videos being engaging, interacting, they really uh, align with modern learners and basically that multimedia rich content, which students love. So I feel like, you know, by incorporating the osmosis content, SharePath can really uh, further enhance the learning journey for the nursing students because the osmosis videos are well-structured and they're active learning as well as the sheer path with the adaptability. It's really a great combination. There's so much you can do with it. You're absolutely right. And I know that students and instructors alike were very excited um, about seeing the osmosis videos crop up in those select path videos to complement learning because it is such a really nice complement from a multimodal learning perspective um, for, for SharePath. Is there anything you wanted to say either Liz or Kelsey in regards to, to SharePath and, and the osmosis videos? Nothing much to add, just to reiterate that um, I think it's a really great combination. You know, I said earlier how I really love different learning teaching modalities. You know, not everyone learns from a textbook. Not everyone learns from listening to a lecture. Um, so by providing learners with a bunch of different ways to adapt their learning, um, but that's if they want a video, here's a video. If they want a PowerPoint, here's a PowerPoint. And SharePath is something that does that. So I think it's a really great combination and collaboration to help learners meet their goals. 
And I think within this collaboration, one of the I am most excited about is our subset of videos we created, especially for SurePath in the case study style, which goes through the steps of the clinical judgment measurement model. Um, so really placing the students in the role of the nurse caretaker and showing them how would you take care of a patient that happens to have this certain condition and follow the steps of the clinical judgment model. I think that's another great way that we're helping to both prepare them to be great nurses and to pass the NCLEX all at the same time. Absolutely. That's excellent feedback. So let's shift a little bit and talk about Osmosis content. And we know and our listeners are very acutely aware um, that there are some new AACN competencies that have just been released. Maria and Kelsey, if you would mind talking about how you are we're helping our institutions by mapping our Osmosis content to those new domains and competencies so that when accreditation time comes around, that we are here to partner with them and to help on that front. Sure, I can get started. Kelsey and I basically do a lot of the mapping for our B2B partners. And when the AACN came out with the new competencies, we felt it was important that we map the domains and competencies to our learning videos. So what we do is we map. So each of our videos has learning objectives. We took our learning objectives and map them to the domains and competencies. We feel that one of the strengths of that is that it really solidifies the learning experience because it's coming straight from the objective. In that same, I guess, cadence, if you will, we do the same with our questions, that we map our questions that are associated with our videos to our learning objectives. It really makes a nice cohesive learning. So mapping osmosis content to the new AACN competencies is like a crucial step in aligning our educational resources with the evolving landscape of nursing education. One of the strengths of osmosis is its structure and its approach to learning, Each, uh, whereas each video is accompanied by a clear and well-defined learning objective. And those learning objectives are what we use to map to the essentials, which is your domains and your competencies. We've meticulously mapped these straight to the essentials. By linking the osmosis content with the AACN competencies, we are not only enhancing the relevance of our educational resources, but also we're empowering students to meet the standards set by the nursing profession. It's like a strategic alignment, if you will, in that it allows learners to navigate the educational journey. And as an educator, we can see those connections because of the mapping. So in essence, the nursing, the mapping process rather reinforces our commitment to really providing a nice comprehensive educational experience. Now, Kelsey, we have done a lot of mapping for our educational partners, and we have now included the competencies, the domains and the competencies. What have you felt is you know, feedback that you've gotten from our partners based on the mapping that we've done thus far. And I think they're really excited about this this current mapping project as well. What do you think? 
Yeah, thanks, Maria. I've definitely heard a lot of feedback from faculty that they're very excited about that AACN mapping because it's such a big role in learning, especially for faculty. Um, But we've also done a lot of um, kind of more granular mapping. So we can map to these kind of broader essentials that apply to just nursing education in general in the States. Um, But we can also support faculty by taking their syllabi, for example, and mapping to that. A lot of times when we have faculty sign on to use this product, they're a little overwhelmed, even after we've kind of onboarded them. They're like, oh, well, I don't know what videos to choose. I don't know what videos would work. Um, So we take their syllabi, or if they just have like a list of learning objectives, whatever they want us to map to, we take that and we're like, okay, here's a a subset of videos that we think would work really well um, for you to teach this learning objective or this concept or however you have it laid out. Um, And then they can kind of go through that smaller, um, specialized, handpicked list of videos and choose what they think would work best uh, for their for their students. Um, So we really try to support faculty and students, you know, by mapping these kind of broad categories that are applicable to all nursing programs, but also we can help you individually too. You know, if you need help actually implementing this, you know, it kind of goes back to implementation strategies. Mapping can kind of help. Here's what you can implement and how you can implement it. That's fantastic. I love how you were talking, Maria, about the strategic alignment of the the objectives ultimately. And then Kelsey, what you're doing on a more individual, customized basis to ensure that ultimately both institutions and all the way down to the student are really driving towards those those core competencies. So Liz, I don't know if you wanted to add anything in regards to NCLEX and perhaps concept mapping while we're talking about mapping. I sure can. Um, Our... NCLEX style questions that we write based upon the learning objectives of all of our videos are also mapped or tagged, however you want to say it, to several categories, including nursing concepts, also the NCLEX test plan, the CJMM, and Bloom's taxonomy. So oftentimes when I'm talking to a group of students about how to use a resource like our quiz builder, which is a super student centric resource within osmosis, because it's really, it's only available just for students for their own purposes. Their faculty can't see the results. It's really just to help prepare them for their own classroom exams or to prep for the NCLEX. I'll teach these students how to go through and pick the category that they're wanting to quiz themselves on, as well as I often talk to them about the Bloom's taxonomy level two, For instance, if this information is on the newer side to you, you might want to start with remembering and understanding, even though we know that you're not going to see a lot of that level content on the NCLEX, but then you can advance yourself and test yourself a little further in doing those apply and above level questions after that. I love that there's a student-centric piece, right, just for their own learning um, that's a part and part and parcel to osmosis. That's really fantastic to really drive those outcomes for those individual students. Thanks so much, Liz. So with all of this said, Shiv, let's start with you. Any final thoughts on how Elsevier and osmosis combined are really driving outcomes as it relates to, you know, ensuring that students are not just successful in their education, but also ultimately great prepared clinical practitioners. Yeah, absolutely. And so we were fortunate to join 
uh, Elsevier two years ago now. And in that two years, I think we've been able to accomplish so much that we otherwise would not have been able to independently, largely because we have we went from a team of about 100 people to now 9,000 people who, you know, including the, the wonderful NHE team that has so many relationships with nursing schools, nursing programs, as well as the clinical solutions team that has thousands of relationships with health systems who actually you know, have to employ the, the nurses and doctors that we help train at osmosis and NHE. And so we're, uh, I think the scale, the feedback we get from all of our customers, not just in the US, but globally, helps push us to provide the best, not only content, but learning platform for them. So I, I think we're in a really great spot to view this holistically. And also we've been around uh, Elsevier for 140 years. And so we, we've been around for this long. We're hopefully going to be around for the next 140 years plus. And I know through that 140 years, there's been a lot of adaptation as we've figured out how to train any student, but particularly health professionals better over those over that time. So I think we're just very excited about the, the years ahead. That's really fantastic. Maria, Kelsey, Liz, anything you would like to add? I love how you're talking about the evolving landscape and Elsevier has been here over the last 140 years and will continue to be. So Maria, anything to add from a nursing education perspective? I think it's a great partnership, first of all, with the legacy of supporting nursing education. Elsevier continues to really evolve to meet the changing landscape as evidenced by you know everything that we talked about today. We understand that it's more than just answering questions correctly. It's really about making informed decisions that impact patient care. So, you know, translating this knowledge that we're trying to impart and the wisdom into good patient outcomes. So my sense is that the combination of providing evidence-based information with real world-class case studies, like Liz mentioned, we have simulation tools, we have this integration of the osmosis content that we're really cultivating a holistic educational experience uh, for the students. Liz, I'll pass it to you. I was just going to actually say something similar, Maria, uh, because when I think about the uh, availability of tools at the disposal for both students and faculty, when it comes to quizzing with HESI and test prep with HESI and uh, virtual simulation with shadow health and getting that really important foundational information through textbooks and SharePath and osmosis and how all of these things can work together. It's like, my goodness, I think it's just such a benefit to both students and faculty to have all, all of this available and really support the students to, like we keep saying, not only get through that NCLEX, but go on and still have these resources available to you once you've graduated, you're entering practice, and to really help them to become that really best version of a nurse that we know that they can be. I agree. And I'm probably basically just reiterating what everybody else said. But I think what makes Osmosis and Elsevier really great is that we have the same goal in mind. And that goal, uh, Liz said earlier, is not to pass one exam or learn one thing. It's to become a safe, empathetic healthcare provider, whether it's a nurse, PA. And I think our collaborations across Osmosis and Elsevier with all these different products and these different teams really shows that that is our goal. We know we don't expect you just to take one book. We don't want to have you just use one book and learn and, and expect you to become some great clinician. We know that collaboration is key and that can kind of translate to clinical practice too. Because, you know, when you get in clinical practice, you're collaborating with all different kinds of clinicians and patients and family members. And 
you're able to use multiple resources when you're practicing at the bedside, you know? Um, so that's how we want to present learning before you get there is, look, we're collaborating. We're giving you all these resources because this is what real life is like. And this is what's going to make you a great clinician. Absolutely. That was very well put. And I think that, you know, we share those inherent objectives with our institutions, our instructors to ensure that we are we are really preparing the next generation of, of practitioners, either that, whether that be nursing, medical education, uh, um, et cetera. So I think that that is re- very well put from all of you. So I really appreciate it. Well, it has been a pleasure to chat with the Osmosis team, Shiv, Liz, Maria, Kelsey. I'm just really so excited that Osmosis is now a part of the Elsevier family. It's such a great, cohesive, fantastic integration that we have with, with the Elsevier team. So I really appreciate you providing your insights to our nursing education audience. And I want to thank you all. And I want to thank our listeners as well. Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to the Nursing Education Insights podcast. We hope you enjoyed the lively discussion. Stay tuned for the next episode featuring Elsevier's nursing education specialist, Holly Moots and nurse educator for shadow health at Elsevier, Cheryl Wilson, as they explore the benefits of simulations and how to find balance in the classroom. For resources related to this episode and more, go to myevolve.us slash podcast. Mm-hmm.